0: Yeah, I think it's fun when you're in person right and I feel like the players are obviously having fun with it because they're all doing different things that they're not doing in their day-to-day like game scheme but I feel like as it the way that it transpires on TV is not the same as it is if you were in indie.
1: opulent inventory our proud partners here on the show from iphones to macbooks to apple tv to apple watches to trade-ins and much more now you can have the apple product of your dreams visit opulent inventory on opulentinventory.com and on instagram my guy nash and guardy are the very best in the game to provide you the apple product of your dreams now let's get back to the show Okay. You know it's simple, mama, Daniel your Daniel Jones. Can't beat me, man, man, I'm in the zone, in the zone Michael Fels with them flows, they're like waves and you know And I get them out fast, I'm Usain on them tracks Like Jordan the Payton, don't talk all that trash Ain't on my level, relax, bro, just pull up them stacks Let my game show the fast facts, 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 facts Know that you can never pass it, so you cause another wreck and let like no, it's my planet it's my planet on my space you won't be jamming don't put me in the box keep on winning I no, don't stop think you got an easy lane I'm Dikembe with the block that's all you got yeah. I'm on another level yeah I'm on another level yeah 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 uh. on another level yeah like ASAP Berg
0: I'm on a new level okay <laughs>
1: Welcome, 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 guys, back inside Studio Z, inside our Atlanta studios. You're our partner. This is podcast radio show live and streaming here on WNSC Radio. We are streaming here in 18 different platforms worldwide. So if you are not tuned in and you are not subscribed, then I am presumptively... All right. So with that being said, <laughs> so, special episode with today's special guest. Um, this is season six, episode seven. Could you believe we've done 365 of these? Um, but our next guest is from the Pacific Northwest Well, she went to school there, um, who is a Cali native um, who's done a lot of great things out there in the basketball um, spectrum, but also just in sports in general. Um, she has got this innovative and creative mind, um, knows how to really influence and engage with her Followers on on Instagram and TikTok and more. We've got none other than Ashmere herself with us on the lines with us today. It's a pleasure to have you on.
0: Hey, thank you. That was such a kind intro. I love to hear how people intro me because I'm usually the introer. I'm the host, so Uh it's always great to be on the other side. And thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. You know, we got to teach your horn a little bit. You know, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. So, um, first off, for obviously our audience here and our listeners that really don't know much about you um I, I think you've got just a, such a profound story you know just talk to us a little bit about um how sports in general is just a part of your life you know majority of you know there's this whole stigma especially in sports that it's a male dominant and you, know, and you know, females don't know and much I think anything. there's a lot of women and there's a women wave now that is starting to um you know change that culture and move the needle closer to what it needs to be to have that more and more of a diversity in that. So share with us, how how did sports in your life come upon?
0: Yeah. So when I was at Oregon, I was toggling between becoming a marriage and child psychologist or becoming a journalist. And mm-hmm. I chose journalism because there's not any many South Asian women that mm-hmm. are represented. And so I really wanted to be that next person. And I really love sports. I love talking to people. And I just feel like I'm surrounding myself with like sports news, sports media. Like it's really encompassed my entire life. And so... When I graduated, I had really no idea how to get there, and then I was freelancing with a bunch of different platforms and eventually made my way to NBC Sports, where I was first in the social media space, and then I moved over to the production space. So all of it is a grind, and you Hmm. would know because you said you've recorded 365 of these, so you understand. (laughs)
1: Absolutely.
0: yeah. And I, I think just like representing women and I feel like brown women as well, like it's just, it's kind of important to me. So I really love just being who I am and trying to, tr- you know, transpire that across all my social platforms. And if I'm doing it well, I'm glad to hear it. So thank you.
1: Absolutely. And it's a good thing that you have. It is something that you're actually passionate about. I think some people just do things just to do it.
0: Mm -hmm. You You mentioned mentioned
1: something that caught my attention, Southeast Asia. So I've actually got a couple of Asian friends myself. Um, Some of that are, you know, Vietnamese and um, Thai and stuff like that. So what are you? I'm interested to know.
0: So my dad was born in Fiji, actually. And Uh my, my ancestors, I guess, came from India then to Fiji. So I'm Indian and... Uh, obviously there's not a lot of Indian people on TV and sports and that's actually starting to change. I did see some hockey news yesterday. I don't know if a lot of people saw it, but I believe it's the fourth person of Punjabi descent was like playing in NHL yesterday. That was really cool. And the guy who was doing the call was also Punjabi. So that's really cool. So it's just, it's been really exciting to see more Indian people either participate in sports or like be a part of the, the other side. So
1: that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. That's, that's, that's really nice. Obviously I didn't get it.
0: um, All, all of the, the ones
1: that have gone there, they said. Like they say any other, the like just, yes, Justin Herber, even some of the past guys like Marcus Mariota, um, LaMichael James, the list goes on. Um, talk to us about just being, what, what does it mean to embody what a duck means?
0: So I was very fortunate to go to the University of Oregon um, because a lot of people from California want to go to that school because it's pretty close locationally. It's only one state away, an eight hour drive. Mm -hmm. And getting into California schools, if anyone is aware, is really hard because all of the schools here are really smart. You got Berkeley, Stanford san diego all of the south carolina southern like areas all of those schools are really good so i was like man i have no idea where i'm gonna go and then i went to oregon and it was just it was so beautiful so green just like a really lively environment and it's a true college town so like mm-hmm. everything within the 10 mile radius is like made for the kids right so mm-hmm. alongside that and like being there when Marcus Mariota was there, I went to the college football championship. I mean, you're just like, I don't know what other schools do this, but we have a lottery system to go to the football games because every single student on campus wants to go, but the student section is not big enough for all of us. So based off of your class is when you get the tickets first. So like seniors, of course, get priority. And it was crazy. There were some games where I'm watching it from my dorm room and all my friends are going and like... Mm -hmm you know i feel like that alone is one experience that many people do not understand because at the time i don't know how many people were attending their college games and like they could just get in as they would like because they're students so that is one thing that ducks have to go through and then just like i feel like the time that i was there was spectacular i mean
1: yeah chip telling it you. was just it, right. yeah
0: it was like the the fact that oregon i had gone to that rose bowl and then the Jameis Winston it's game. Saga. And like, yeah. yeah, it's just it, it's like pretty unreal to think back on because when I was in the journalism program and witnessing things in these real times and they're nationally televised, we got the college team coming to do the college football show like it was just so surreal. So I feel like now Oregon has really made a name for themselves since those four years and they've remained in the headlines but I feel like that was really like the turning point and to be there was just it was pretty crazy and my parents both didn't go to college so for them to have two kids my sister also attended the University of Oregon that were at that school during those times and now they like wear Oregon gear all the time like it makes me happy to see them happy as well you know it's just like you always got to bring it back to your parents because they did something for you and then i was like this is so cool you get to rep working with me and yeah it's it was it was really exciting so you're not only a duck by yourself if you're an immigrant child
1: <laughs> yeah you're a duck for life no i completely get that i'm an immigrant myself so i mean i i completely get that um as well i, I wasn't fortunate enough to be in the pacific northwest but i'm located in. in orlando which is my hometown so um I guess um, we have that in common. you know what?
0: Getting into college is not easy, okay?
1: Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Like, ACTs and SATs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Those were PTSD. I would definitely
0: not want to go back to those times. So I'm glad I did it and I'm done and we're out.
1: Oh, absolutely. Same here. Same here. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to go back there again. No doubt about that. Thoughts on you know, just being a woman in sports, what does that mean? You know, obviously, you know, we spoke about that a little bit earlier, about now women. There's certain women in the industry that are breaking barriers for the others. Um, And then you talk about, like, you're seeing Sabrina Ionescu going against Steph Curry in the All-Star game. We'll we'll talk about that later. But just those type of milestones that, you know, the next generation are looking up to. I mean, being a woman in sports and you being one of those that is pretty much paving the way for the next generation.
0: I think it's pretty exciting. It's been hard. Uh, I feel like you're, you feel like you're on an Island by yourself until you find a good community of women that work in the industry that are able to Mm -hmm. hype you up, keep you, you know, locked in and just like remind you of what your worth is. And so When you join the industry and you don't know anybody and it's a very heavily connection based industry, you don't want it to feel like so surface level. So I feel like those are the two most important things that I've learned is just like to make, you know, connections with people that you can rely on and also just be yourself. So that's the two things for sure. But I think the way that women are taking over, I feel like men have taken notice of this because. Almost every single football team, I feel like almost every single football or basketball team, their social media team is comprised of women. And I don't think many men are aware of that because women are very good at putting out content that people enjoy. And I don't think they're taking who is consuming the content fully into consideration. They just know what's going to resonate with that fan base. And so when I started noticing that, I started connecting with women in sports and like, looking at different job titles, different teams across the nation. And I noticed that like a good majority were women. I was like, hell yeah, they're running things without people even knowing it. Right. So I feel like every day something is being broken in this sports industry and it doesn't just have to be on the sidelines. It doesn't have to just be in front of the camera. And I feel like that is the most important thing to remember female producers huge thing there's not many of those female people that are able to work anywhere i think that's just breaking a barrier in that sense alone so it's really exciting
1: absolutely and and be- better days are yet to come you know because every other day there's always going to be that next person that i feel like you're the queen of content when it comes to uh, just being able to post stuff on whether it's reels or regular posts, IG stories, Twitter, TikTok, the list goes on. Um, I've always thought that women in sports was a game changer because as, as the saying goes, it says sex sells, right? Because, you know, women are detailed. They, they see the things that men don't, but they have this innovative and creative mind. Like, we women don't care about the analytics or the statistics or all the sportsy stuff that's on the field. They want to know about their yeah. attention. And so I think you do a really good job of that. And then also teaching women about sports that they don't know what a first down is or what a touchdown is or what's third down and six. And so I think you have a really good balance of that. Um, where did that come from? Because I, I I think you do an extraordinary job with that.
0: So when you work in sports, you learn that your friends are majority men. Uh-huh. And if you want to watch a football game, you, you want to be able to call up your girls and watch a game. But your girls don't care what's going on. And yeah. that's like the problem. Yeah. I just wanted my girlfriends to know the simple rules. What a first down is. What what's is. the whole point yeah. of a football game? Yes. And why mm-hmm. doesn't the clock stop? Those simple questions that I was asked time and time and again. I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me just film this. And then they can watch it. They could skim through it. At least it's out there for them to reference to. And I'm a familiar face. So that's really how it all started for me because I have women friends that want to support me. But they're like, girl, I don't know what's going on in football when I'm watching this. Like, you just got to break it down. Yeah. So and because of their honesty, right, and their vulnerability to let me know because I'm a woman, it's a safe space to talk about it. I was like, you know what? I got you. Let me make something. Let me put it together in words that would make sense for you. And then hopefully you understand it. You can ask more questions, right? So that's definitely what has been inspiring me for the content. And I also feel like there's so many things to understand in football. So just, just like breaking it down in a two-minute video, if that can help 50 people, hey, I've done my job.
1: Absolutely. No doubt about that. Do you find it? To gravitate towards men and hanging out with them or women um not just not just like you know when it comes to sports but just being able to just have like overall camaraderie around them like when it comes to like let's say if you going to a game or if you're gonna be able to um you know attend an event or maybe just watch you know the playoffs or whatever and stuff like that do you think it's easier to gravitate around men with that or women
0: So I feel like live sporting events, women are definitely into because you're there, you're in the action, you're in the environment, and you spent money to go there, so you don't want your money to go to waste. But I do have a fantasy football chat that I'm a part of with 10 dudes, and it's way easier for me to text them and say, are we going to watch the game tonight? and get multiple yeses rather than text my girlfriends and obviously know they're going to say no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I guess it would have to be men, but that's just because of the relationships I've built. Mm -hmm. Even when I was uh, with NBC, I feel like it was very easy for me to know that I was going to be spending time with those people because we were Mm -hmm. all covering the games together. So it was easy for us to be like, oh, let's set time together to watch this game that finally the Niners have a bye week or something. You know, just like take right. our heads out of our own space.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of NBC, talk to me about that experience. I, I saw a few of those footage that you had. Um, you had the opportunity to be with the Sacramento Kings. What a year that they had last year under Mike Brown. Um, that was an alter culture change over there for the Golden One Center. They haven't been in the playoffs since, what, Chris Webber? Paige mm-hmm. or um, Storjakovich and those guys. So Um, talk to me about that experience and what it meant for just the locals in Sacramento, because they are one thing I know about Sacramento, they don't got a lot of teams, but they are loyal to a T and whenever the Kings are good, then, you know, that's just good for the city of Sacramento and the locals. And then you can never count out, you know, the beam and the bell cow. So talk to me about that experience.
0: Yeah. Covering the Kings last year was one of my most exciting experiences because I went to media day, and i that was the first media day I've ever attended. And I feel like if you attend any other team's media day, it's way more hectic. And there were not many people there last year. And I feel like this year, it was completely different. There was, like, a little bit more of a crowd because they finally broke that playoff drought they were able to you know just really take over and push the Warriors to seven games even though we know what Steph be doing so Mm -hmm. I feel like that was that whole moment was just super exciting you know they were the whole team was breaking records almost every month you know by one player multiple players the game that they wanted to double overtime against the Clippers was like the highest second highest scoring game in NBA history just like they were doing so many crazy things back-to-back that it it felt like we could come up with so much content because they were doing so well. They were making the team, like, so phenomenal. And the city of Sacramento was hype. I mean, everywhere you went, yeah. even in the Bay after a while, I started seeing the Sacramento fans come out, and I was like, good for you. You earned this, okay? Yeah, they only, like, hiding it's, a that jersey ride. it's a bus All these years. Ride yeah. Right. It's
1: just a... right. You know, there'd be some...
0: Yeah, I, I so being be some... being there was really great.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I was just going to say, I, I know some people in San Francisco, you know, they'd be disguising their... <laughs> ...that they are king, king fans. So it was kind of cool seeing them coming out and, um, and, and doing that. Talk to me about some of your future goals, future endeavors when it comes to sports. I know right now, um your contract with nbc is pretty much up so you're doing a lot of freelance things um what's what's ahead um for you
0: so right now we've got i work with the team nbs media which is how you and i met and the draft is coming up and the draft show is crazy i mean we i did a live draft show with them i don't know two years ago three years ago and we were on air for like for the whole first round it was insane Um, so the draft show is a really big deal and just like some content surrounding that you know talking about promising players what's going on with Justin Fields how what is a free agent right going back to those like learning terms for people that want to understand just like little pieces of football and just building out more content regarding that and then I think I mean, there's just so much happening. It, I really believe, like, when they say sports don't sleep, like, the fact that we had the it Super doesn't. Bowl really and doesn't. then we had All-Star break, like, they know what they're doing out there in the sports scheduling world. So, yeah, I feel like just creating fun content like that and then hopefully attending some networking events, you know, just keeping up with myself, really.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's the best you can do as journalists. you know. That was my yeah. At ECF, when I graduated, like it's it's an ongoing grind, like it never stops. Like, it never stops at all. Um, so that's 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 great, and you know we we look forward to seeing you it, continuing to doing great things um, there as well. Um, this is the part of the show that we like to do a fun icebreaker. It's a fun activity, so we kind of like to get into the interpersonal uh, life of our guests to get away from like just the sports stuff. So. It's it's a simple game. It's a scenario type game, actually. So you have three options. So part of it is over, or, um, overrated or underrated, right? The okay. other one is this or that, and then the other one is, um, would you rather? So, um, it's simple. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna start off. So, if you were the If you were going to be the first female GM major franchise, what sport would that be and what team would you want to be the GM of?
0: Oh, man, this is – I feel like there's so many fun teams. Uh, I would pick, I guess, the Raiders. My dad's a huge Raider fan. Mm. It would be so sick to live in Vegas and just, like, help that franchise take off. Even because they're, as I don't know if many people are aware, they got some women in there right now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like just adding myself to that would be really fun. And it'd be super cool to just learn from the people from my dad's favorite team.
1: Yeah. Awesome. I love Vegas. I'm there about four times a year. I'll actually be there July 14 Summer League.
0: So nice.
1: Uh, FYI. <laughs> so maybe we could um, catch up there. Um, how about this? Overrated or underrated? D'Angelo Russell.
0: Uh, I'm gonna say he like sneaks up on you, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's so he fluctuates a lot. So I guess I could say underrated, just because he's if he was consistent for like two months, I could say it over, you know. But yeah, I'm gonna stick to under.
1: Yeah, he he his game is. He's always been like a smooth operator, but what I think now is is that I think the Lakers are realizing that they need his scoring. Mm-hmm. They need his production outside of just like because there's games where he just shows up and he just looks passive all the time and just sits back and lets LeBron and AD do everything. And that's not they really want to make a push. So I think he's very underrated because there'd be games I'd be like, D'Lo, like you could do that every night. Like, why don't you do that? You know, so
0: yeah, yeah, I think that's what I meant. If he remained consistent, he could stay underrated, but he's tiptoeing on the overrated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that. Um, Classic bridge answer. We know all about that as journalists. Um, (laughs) What about this? Um, This or that? If you had a chance to build the ideal dream home, would you have it beachside or oceanfront, or would you have it um, next to a hill in Oregon?
0: Um, probably even though I've learned that the weather is not great near the ocean, I love hearing the waves. So probably oceanside. But like in California, yeah. I don't know about Oregon.
1: <laughs> yeah. Pacific waters are really nice. Um yeah. the ultimate debate, the great debate. Um, LeBron James or Michael Jordan, well, what's your stance on that? Like how how do you feel about who the real or true goat is?
0: I really hate this question. I'm not even going to lie to you. I just feel like they're so different in the way that basketball is played right now. And I don't like that LeBron went to the Lakers. That really hurt, like, the way that I view him as, like, a basketball fan. So I'm going to go with Michael Jordan <laughs> as the GOAT. Uh, I think just, like, staying with the team, riding through it, I mean, he was phenomenal. He Like, the way that he played basketball, I could only imagine what it felt like to be a spectator in those games. And I feel like that's just surreal.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the guy's on is six for six. You can't beat that. Yeah. Um, he's the reason why paved the way for guys like, you know, Kobe and, you know, LeBron James to even have the platform in the NBA. Because at that time, you know, the NBA wasn't really a money-making kind of industry. And then, you mm-hmm. know, and changed it. He filled the seats. You had the team on it. And the shows in the 90s, the 90s with Fresh Prince and Seinfeld courtside. So, so um, I personally think he'd go too. I, I respect LeBron, but, you know, I got it. Yeah. Can't disrespect Michael J. There for sure. But um, that's really dope there as well. Last question here. If um you had the opportunity to um, be a coach of any franchise, What would that be?
0: Uh, Okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm not like that sporty, knowledgeable. But I think it'd be cool to be in the Women's Soccer League because I played soccer as a child. (laughs) So I think that would be fun. And the way that the Women's Soccer League is developing right now in the nation is really exciting. So it'd be cool to be a part of that. The Bay is getting their team. Uh, I know another team opened in kc where the chiefs are at so i just feel like the wave of women's soccer is really cool i feel like i'd love to be a part of that
1: and it's a growing it's a it's a growing sport in the u.s like obviously i love soccer it, it's you know obviously the world's greatest sport but it's slowly but surely it's it's getting there with the u.s so um the fact that that it's they're, they're having a lot of expansion cities and a lot of expansion teams. that's a great 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 way to um, put some stocks in them too,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely, no doubt about that. Well, um, folks, do not go anywhere because when we come back, um, we're gonna go back into segment two. Ashman is gonna stay with us, we're gonna go ahead and talk what transpired in the, the NBA All Star game last weekend. This and much, much more. The Sebi podcast radio show live and stream. Are back here on our final segment here on the Saturday Podcast Radio Show live and streaming here on WNSC Radio. Opulent Inventory, Opulent Inventory, our proud partners here on the show from Apple Watches to Apple TV to Trade-Ins to iPhones to MacBooks and much more. Our guys from Opulent Inventory, promo code podcast can give you the Apple product of your dreams. Contact Nash and Guardi today. Opulent Inventory, our proud sponsors here on the show. We are back here and we're talking about the all-star game. What happened in Indianapolis. Great weekend from the celebrity games that night to the rising star game. I I think they do a phenomenal job with that. Um, To what we saw with Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu, Damian Lillard winning the three-point contest. Uh, I don't know what the heck was that with the slam dunk contest we'll get into that. And then, of course, the All-Star game itself, which was the 72nd annual um, All-Star game. So what was your thoughts on that? How, how, how did you think that the overall flow of the All-Star game went last weekend?
0: Um, I feel like I liked the old style better. I liked the the fact that they were adding up the totals at the end and whoever got to 200. Mm-hmm. I just think that that made it a little more competitive because they were fighting toward an end goal. I think just like having the score carry on like a regular game, you know, we saw there wasn't much defense. It was just like a shooting affair. And I feel like that that other way that they had it, the other version, kind of gave it more of a purpose. So it wasn't my favorite.
1: Mm, I would agree the format yes. that they do when it's kind of like backyard pickup where you just mm-hmm. pick which teammate you want and on your team you would have Giannis and Steph and you would have LeBron and Ja or whoever you know or Shea with Luka and Jokic or something I thought that was really cool because it was just like back, backyard pickup all that you would pick instead of going back to reverting it to the East and West which um, you know it's is okay but it was not as desirable, I felt like.
0: Yeah, it just provides you with, like, a crossover that we wouldn't see. Like, now Dame is in the East, so he could have been paired up with more, you know, different people. I don't know. I just think there it could have been a little more variety. And last year when they did the drafting, like, there was so much hype around it, so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And they aired it, too, because the mm-hmm. first couple of years they weren't even doing that. So we didn't even know who picked who, but... Uh, i think it's uh it's really dope that um hopefully you know adam silver and the commissioners they decide to go Love the game itself what what obviously caught your attention damian lillard obviously put on a show 39 points the guy was unbelievable shooting he literally hit had a great game in front of obviously the hometown fans in indianapolis what 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 stood out to you in terms of the game itself?
0: I think it showed that the East, you know, they're going to start the second half of the season with a little bit of a vengeance. There's a lot of good players on those teams, and they really showed out against a team. You know, the West has always been talked about. Everyone's hyping up the West, how stacked it is. But I feel like the East was like, you know what? We're going to show that this season's going to be a little bit different. And I also think not starting Steph was a huge flaw for the West I think that that was like a disadvantage so that was one thing that I also noticed because mm-hmm. I think that Steph should always be a starter you know because that's well, not well <laughs> why do you, how do
1: you, well who do you take out because I think shea Gilgis has been very deserving right yeah Arizona, no, it's a tough call yeah so and then Luca I mean the fans like Luca so I, I, I it's it's one of those issues where it's like it's, it's you know what I
0: mean? I guess I guess SGA. I mean, it's still, like, until Steph is done, I feel like it's the same, like, comparability to LeBron and Michael. Like, you just want to see keep seeing them at their best until they're not going to be there anymore. So yeah. SGA is going to be here for a long time because he is very good.
1: <laughs> and very young, too. So yes. I agree with that. Uh, kind of, but I, I actually think you're really, uh, you know, right. Uh, and the East was supposed to get molly whopped, and you know, right. Dame showed that. And and for Dame, I thought that that was a, that weekend was just a confidence boost for him because the bucks has been starting off really slow. He goes out and wins the three point contest, maybe gets back in rhythm, and then he puts on a show that night. And then, you know, how they say with shooters, when the shooters start hitting shots, it's like the rim starts. Become in like an ocean and so I think that that's scary going into the second half of the season because the Bucks haven't really on defense he's had personal issues off the court but I think that specific weekend could really get him going and that can spell trouble
0: I, I definitely agree with that but you know we're also familiar with the Dame always being his own hype man like he was kind of floating alone in Portland once that McCollum trade happened and so I feel like it really relate relays into what you're saying like this was the time for him to hype himself up because he was the only one representing himself right at the three-point contest and everything and he beat all those young kids and he was like I just think that's going to really help Milwaukee going into the second half of the season
1: Absolutely, I agree with that. That's bad news to my Celtics. But <laughs> no, story, for, story for another about the Sabina and Steph uh, showdown showcase.
0: I mean, the numbers don't lie, right? They said forty thousand people were tuned in. Everybody was there. Everyone was super hyped to see them face off. I think their relationship with one another is so cool. Like, I think the whole background of it was exciting. And then for her to be like, "I'm shooting from the NBA line." I'm going to show up and show out. And she basically scores the same amount that Trey did that Dame did that everybody else did in the three point contest. She was like, I feel like it was so exciting and Steph, Steph couldn't lose. You know, I I knew Steph wasn't going to lose because he's yeah. like, there's no way I could lose the first one. Like as much as I want to represent women in the WNBA, yeah. like it's, he's yeah. like, I still got it. So I think I like
1: who I, I am, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, definitely. Now, do you, well, I think Reggie Miller said something that was very interesting. I would love to see this. I would love to see the same concept next year, but with Dame and Steph, they were basically the last two three-point champions. And I would like to see Caitlin Clark go up against Sabrina. I think that would be a, a dope showdown. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I feel like this is opening a door to a new three-point uh, con- contest because there's so many women coming out of college that are shooting like crazy and i think caitlin clark coming alongside and the way that her like growth is going to show in one year i think it's just going to be far more exciting and i believe that nba fans are ready to see more unique things brought to the all star weekend i i feel like this this weekend was very true to like the old school nba vibes but like after a while, you want to see a fresh take on all of these events if they're going to continue, and I feel like adding the women is just like that next level.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's going to be really good. Um, so now we didn't even talk about Caitlin Clark yet. That she's just that that girl right there is generational talent for that, sure. Um, there as well. What 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 are some things that? You saw in the all-star game this year, like especially with the skills challenge and stuff like that, that you would change. I didn't really like the skills challenge. You had like bigs like Wimbin Yama and I think Ant were on the same team. Mm-hmm. I don't I didn't really like that kind of I don't know what it was, the activity that they were doing. What were your thoughts on on just I think they're just trying to experiment new things just to kind of keep the engagement of the all-star experience for people, but I don't know. I didn't really gravitate towards that. Yeah,
0: I think it's fun when you're in person, right? And I feel like the players are obviously having fun with it because they're all doing different things that they're not doing in their day-to-day like game scheme. But I feel like as a, the way that it transpires on TV is not the same as it is if you were in indie.
1: Hey, everyone. We're excited just as much as you guys tonight if you enjoyed this show. And frankly, even some of our other episodes as well. If you want to show your appreciation for the show, ensure that you leave us a rating and a review in our iTunes and Spotify. And remember, you can stay locked in here and connected. info link for the latest news, articles, interviews, and much more. And remember, wherever you're listening on air or online, the Podcast is wherever you go.